Well, hi, everybody. Another edition of Tartar Sauce, Steve Tartar. And with me today, happy to have David Pittman. David, you're involved with all kinds of things, um, growing things, uh, artistic things. Uh, Donovan Sculpture Garden. Yep. People now know about Donovan Park. Used to be a golf course. Now it's a park. Tell us about that. What's, what's going on? Are we, are we going to see something new out there? Uh, I certainly hope so. Uh, back <laughs> That's in, the project. Back in June, a number of our volunteers uh, got together and started talking about uh, the potential for putting some sculpture outdoors in a landscape setting. Uh, there's a wonderful sculpture walk downtown. Uh, there's certainly sculpture scattered throughout the community, hundreds of pieces really when you start to catalog them. But we really don't have a place in the landscape where you can walk your family, uh, spend some time looking on all 360 degrees of uh, sculpture pieces. So I thought uh, it would be a reasonable fit. We chose Donovan Park in part because there's a lot of room there. There's right. a fascinating topography, uh, the leftovers of the golf course, and the master plan has plenty of room for new ideas. So our group uh, presented to the park district uh, in the summer and said, we'll pay 100%. All of this will be private money. Uh, we'll give the park district complete fiscal control, and uh, you make all the decisions. Uh, we'll offer our opinions, but all of this decision-making and all of the process of locating and choosing which sculptures will be up to the park district. And after some deliberation in November, the park board said, okay, we'll give you a, a three years. Now, let's see how it works. Mm -hmm. In this first year, we're hoping to uh, identify and place six sculptures in Donovan Park so that by October or November, people will have something new to see at Donovan. Where will these sculptures come from? Uh, we have decided to do invitation and focus on local and regional artists. Uh, sometimes, uh, like the Peoria Sculpture Walk, a general invitation is put out, but that's much more complicated. We're a small startup. Mm -hmm. And we want to keep it as simple as possible for this first year or two. So we'll be looking at uh, local artists, uh, regional artists. Uh, we hope to invite uh, some of the Bradley students. All of the decisions about which sculptures are chosen will be by a committee that's composed of Park District staff and some of uh, our team as well. Now there's a, an event coming up in Donovan Park. We should tell people Sunday, January 26th, it's not that far away. 2.30 to 5.30. Um, what's going on there? That's just a, a chance for people to uh, learn more about the, the, the project? Well, absolutely. And it's a chance for us to get some feedback from the community uh, about what do they think? What do they think about sculpture in general? What do they think about pieces in Donovan? Um, especially the neighbors. I'm a big community activist type mm -hmm. person. And so one of the things that I think is really important about this project is to invite uh, as often and as uh, in many different ways as possible, the input of the general public. This is one of our ways to do that. We're gonna, uh, I've invited the neighborhood organizations that are within a mile and a half of Donovan. Uh, I'll be inviting all the retail businesses as well and ask them to say, what do you think? not how much money will you give us, right. because that's not the real concern with this. It's a question of ideas. There's a second kind of philosophical question that flows through this is, what do people think about art? Why are we uh, 
sometimes pretty art ignorant in the community. What, what is it that uh, we need to do in order to have folks involved with art? Mm -hmm. And so that's part of what this conversation will be as well. A number of artists have donated their maquettes uh, for the event. If you're going to do a bronze sculpture, what you do first is a little scale model. Mm -hmm. That's what these maquettes are. So they'll be there for people to look at. We'll have some sample uh, pictures of art pieces, uh, 15, 20 minutes, cash bar, <laughs> in and out. It's a Sunday afternoon, so we hope that we'll get... 50, 75. I should people. probably mention it's at SIDS. You're not sitting right. outside on a January day no. in, in the site, it's, although it might be nice, who knows. But uh, SIDS restaurant in, da in Donovan Park, 2.30 to 5.30, Sunday, January 26th. And that's, that's a sort of indicative of, of the, the process that looks like your group is going through. You want to keep everything out on the table. Here's what we're thinking about. Give us feedback. Um, this is a wide open thing. I think two key words are transparency and sustainability. Transparent so that uh, there's no sense of, oh, uh, this is some sneaky way of using tax dollars. Yeah. Not what we're doing, mm -hmm. not what we're doing at all. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have our Facebook websites, doing everything we can to say to people, take a look at what we're doing. What are your ideas? Sustainability, because I think you know, it's always easy to say, you know, uh, here's, here's a donation, here's a grant, you're up and running, and then things get tired. The grant isn't renewed, and all of a sudden the whole project is wearing down. What I hope we are able to do with this project is say, from the very outset, this is a public event. This is a public project, and we really want and need and hope that the public involvement will allow us to say, here's here's the support. We're modeling off of a, a, a similar park over in Urbana, Meadowbrook Park, and there for 40 years they've had an art garden and uh, it's very popular, no vandalism to speak of, uh, one of the heaviest used parks in, in Urbana, and so we're hoping to learn from an established park district how they do it, how they keep the costs down, and how they keep people engaged. And it strikes me that <clears throat> without knowing what the final project will look like, that's got to be great for the park because it's relatively new. I think people still maybe know it as a golf course, mm -hmm. those that have been around a while. And, you know, we drive by it or we go to SIDS or whatever it is, but we don't fully know that park yet. I mean, it's not like the, the, the long-standing parks of, of Peoria, which we were talking earlier and uh, Peoria is blessed mm -hmm. with, with tremendous park. And we should mention, Dave, you were on that park board, you said in another century, Previous few years, century a few years right. ago. Yeah. But, uh, but, but the point is, you know it well from that and your involvement, obviously, as, as a private citizen. Um, but that would give it a kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking in terms of uh, a flyer, mm -hmm. you know, that you might share with somebody or you might see it in a rack. And so what do you, how do you identify a park? Well, you know, Glen Oak, you might show the lagoon or, or the something. Bradley Park uh, has its own things, so Cornstock and everything else. What about, you know, this one, Donovan Park? Well, maybe it'll be the sculpture garden. You well, know? it could I mean, be. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think of parks in terms of the people who live around it and use it immediately, locals. Oh, yeah. And then I think of the people that make it a point to travel as a destination. Maybe they live in Peoria Heights, for mm -hmm. instance, and they want to walk their dogs. And so they'll drive a mile or a mile and a half to Donovan. Um, the two different groups have two different interests and needs. Local people 
just want a place to go to, you know, and they come to have a certain degree of ownership and unfortunately sometimes entitlement that goes with that even though the parks are everybody's park. yeah what are you doing here you know you're breaking my rules you know i don't like what you're doing yeah uh so those two different groups uh have different needs when they when we talk about a park mm -hmm. donovan's 140 acres it's a good size yeah. and uh it uh it attracts lots of people locally now on any given day you can find people there even on a cold blustery morning like, like this like today you will yeah. find people out there uh walking maybe with their pet mm -hmm. uh maybe by themselves there's mm -hmm. a, a wonderful touch of nature in the center of peoria there but it's also close to a great number of businesses. It's also close to the demographic center of Peoria. So there's a great opportunity to give a lot of other people a easy access destination. And the sculpture garden may be part of that. That's great. Well, we're talking with David Pittman, who's, who's kind of, uh, uh, well, are you the ringleader on this thing? Have I'm you, the you, organizer. <laughs> You're the organizer, the organizer. Right. Ringleader, organizer, yeah, we use it. Um, but we, we want to explain, too, that you, you're involved with some other things, too. Um, you have, must have a love for parks, a love for the outdoors, um, because uh, tell us a little bit about Rocky Glen, because I think it's a name people know, but they don't know it so well. Mm -hmm. Rocky Glen Park uh, is in West Peoria. It's off of Kickapoo Creek Road. It's the newest park of the Peoria Park District. It became a property of the park district back in 2012. Uh, there's a parking lot, there's hiking trails with signs, and it's open 365, dawn to dusk, uh, access off of either Farmington Road or Airport Road. It's in between those two. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about a half mile hike, steep hike, challenging. Mm -hmm. it, think of a single starved rock box canyon. And oh. think of 60 foot sandstone walls covered with carvings, some of which date back to the 1880s. Hmm. Think of two waterfalls, one of them seasonal, uh, that in the right time of the year will freeze into a giant stalactite where the ice uh, grows not from the top down but from the bottom up. Hmm. It's a fun, fun place. Mm -hmm. I do love nature. I've <laughs> always loved nature and I could go eloquent and nerdy about the things <laughs> that I like about nature. But well, I, I think one of the things about Rocky Glen Park is how it was created and why it was there. It's, a, got, it's got people story. It's got coal mining history story there. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott Hilliard, one of the Journal Star uh, Scott, yeah. it, writers, put in a story early on in the eight years or so that we organized and worked to persuade the private owner to sell and then helped fundraise to find the money to buy this park uh, wrote a story and he really emphasized both the beautiful natural setting and the fact that just quarter mile an eighth of a mile a sixteenth of a mile away uh, was a coal mine hmm. and some of the earliest union organizing efforts in Peoria County happened right at Rocky Glen Park you can see that represented in one of the largest of the coal mine carvings on the face of the main wall. It's a picture, a three-foot by two-foot carving in an old style of a hand holding a card that has three letters on top, three letters below. You can see those pictures at our website, www.friendsofrockyglen.org. <laughs> We have a nice archive of photos from all the different hikes and people. Uh, 
And that hand holding a card, I think, is holding a union card. Oh. And the letters mm -hmm. on the bottom, if I made them out correctly, AMA, are probably the American Mining Association, active with a fellow named John Selby back in the 1870s, shut down by the union, by the coal mining owners. But then another union came up, and then another union after that. Mm -hmm. When we talk about Rocky Glen Park, it's a park that was created by little people, you know, people who didn't have a lot of money. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like Biefeld Park, a wonderful park that was created in part with a generous gift. Mm -hmm. Rocky Glen Park was hard sweat. Mm -hmm. You know, it was chili suppers. You know, it was political pressure, jujitsu. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, it's fascinating to me that that story of how the park created mirrors the story of the union labor mm. and how people work to get better lives for their children and their families by organizing in the very same way. Just listening to you uh, talk about it, I, I'm thinking <clears throat> this is probably lost on many people simply because they haven't experienced it. They don't, they don't, uh, they didn't listen to this podcast, whatever it is, that, that because it's, it's under our noses, it's there, but we take it for granted. And does that drive you a little bit to get this word out? I mean, you're doing things in Donovan now that are moving ahead. Uh, Rocky Glen, another natural asset that has been used, as you said, is the work of, of lots of people over the years. Um, how, do we, how do we do a better job of letting people know about this? Well, I appreciate being here. This is a great example of how we use some of the new uh, social media to get the word out. Mm -hmm. Once upon a time, we had a great community newspaper. We don't have that anymore. What we have is uh, something that no has... No comment here, okay. <laughs> well, I'm very happy to comment on this. We need, we need to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. We need to find ways that we can, we can share some of these great stories. And the stories I tell are just a couple of the hundreds of stories that are all over Peoria. This is a great community. Mm -hmm. There are so many good people here. Mm -hmm. And uh, finding ways to do that uh, is a challenge in this, this age of technology. You know, there is mm -hmm. such a a multiplicity of ways to get information that many people get no information. Mm -hmm. But that is what's happening. And so mm -hmm. whether it's a event like the Donovan Sculpture Garden, meet and greet, come talk, you are invited for just a few hours on a Sunday afternoon. And by the way, I know that's a tough sell. I know mm -hmm. to getting people out on a Sunday afternoon is not going to be easy. But hopefully we'll, we'll manage to do that. And I think that, that with sculpture, with this question of art. I'm not an artist. I don't have uh, really much in the way of skills that way. Uh, I think of art and I think of The Thinker by Rodin, mm -hmm. you know, and I wonder why was that piece so iconic? Was it Dobie Gillis <laughs> in <laughs> well, an old TV I show? I flashed that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, was it a marketing experience that made that piece or is there something about that piece of which there were many varieties, many versions, uh, that struck people. How can we mm -hmm. make art more internal, more comfortable for people? Because I think a lot of folks approach art with a sense of, well, I don't like that, next. Mm -hmm. We don't look into it at all. We don't have a sense of what we, what's there. Um, these little maquettes that we will have at the uh, event on Sunday, the 26th that sits will, uh, I think, give people a sense of 
just a tiny sense of the amount of work that goes in to making a sculpture. Uh, it gives an insight into how the artist has an idea, works on that idea, makes it into a three-dimensional image, and then from that goes to a foundry and, and uses steel and wire to mm -hmm. make something that looks amazing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I hope that, that part of what Donovan Sculpture Garden does is answer that question of how do you get to know something? Because you own it. You, mm -hmm. It becomes part of you. Somehow, like with nature, you know, no one's ever going to allow their tax dollars to be spent for something they don't care about. You have to care about it. If you're a veteran, it's veteran services. If it's uh, uh, nature, it's because you have a place that you hold special in your heart and you want to save those, that, that wild place, those creatures. Mm -hmm. So with the sculpture garden, for me, it's that same concept of trying to get people to feel like that's part of their lives as well. And, and you know, when I listen to you, I'm thinking, uh, would you, in regards to how people regard art, it's, sometimes I think it's almost subliminal because if you go up to Chicago or pick a city, mm -hmm. but let's just say Chicago since it's near, near at hand, um, Millennium Park or, or the Picasso, mm -hmm. those are things were, I think, controversial, maybe one way to put it, because somebody didn't like it when they first put it in. And what is that? And yet, after a period of time, you wouldn't be without it because now it's, 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 it's part of you know, what you go to. And you, know, you name the city, you name the place you mentioned, Urbana. Uh, we need these things. It just it just drives us. Uh, I'm thinking back to um, before you arrived. You came to Peoria in '91. I think this happened in the '80s, but uh, they wanted to do a, a Richard Serra mm -hmm. sculpture by the Civic Center, and oh, the country was like a great steel as he does. I mean, his work. I, I'm not all that familiar with it, but yeah, and it was going to rust and everything. And there was an outcry. And of course, some of the art people tried to fend off the critics. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. They wound up switching it. And they have a perfectly good thing down there. They, I can't remember what they call it, but uh, it sits the, there. Uh, the dragon by... Well, no, this is the one on the other side, the uh, global... Somebody okay. probably is saying, oh, yeah, we know what it is. Okay. But it's on, by City Hall. Okay. Yeah, on the other side of the, the dragon. But anyway, uh, but that, that's sort of indicative of what art does. I mean, it it's, can be... A focal point and uh, gets the community worked up. I, that's good. I think. I mean, I don't know. I'm not asking you to do anything wildly controversial here, but uh, it wouldn't hurt us. You know, I think we could handle it. Yeah. But uh, but it's great. Um, what now? What what uh, can somebody do? You mentioned the website. One should uh, give us. Is there a website for websites? For not up yet. Facebook. Okay. I would direct people to that okay. is up, and that is simply uh, Donovan Sculpture Garden. Okay. Just Google that, and, uh, put, put that in and you should find us. And just in case somebody is thinking, well, who's doing all this? There's a lot of folks involved with it uh, in various ways. Uh, you know, the Heights folks and, and people from ICC and just everywhere uh, have really taken a focus on, on this. Uh, Bruce Brown, I know, mm -hmm. has played a big role in it. We're really hoping to add a Bradley University component as well. Fisher Stoltz, uh, uh, one of the professors at Bradley, is a sculptor himself as well as a faculty at Bradley. And to, we hope to work with his students, much like the Peoria Sculpture Walk has a designated location for, has a designated piece available if the quality is high enough for their selection committee. We're hoping to do something similar uh, so that at 
Donovan Sculpture Garden, you'll be able to see high quality pieces that are not necessarily put out by uh, well-known professional local and regional artists, mm -hmm. but by someone who's just really begun. Mm -hmm. We think that uh, by giving them that kind of opportunity that they will benefit, the, uh, the sculptor artists will benefit, but also the community will have a link that says this is part of what we do here locally. So um, for me personally, I'm really hoping to develop that Bradley link so right. that we can say, you know, if, if you're in the MFA program at Bradley and you're doing a hard work and you've got a good piece, maybe we can find a spot here in Peoria for it. Very good. Well, we, David, we're out of time, so we want to let folks know, keep your eye on Donovan Park because uh, work is underway to bring in a sculpture garden. Uh, please, in the 2020 coming up, uh, let's maybe have you come back and give us an update uh, as you kind of work through all the, the plans. Sure, and I hope to see a lot of people on Sunday, January, January 26th. 26th. 2.30 to 5.30 at SIDS. We, we want to throw that in so you won't, won't feel like you're uh, freezing out there in, at the park if that's a cold day. Well, thank you again, David. Thank you, Steve. We'll see you next time on Tartar Sauce. PeoriaLife.com.